Hey everybody, so we're back. This is Zetuzwane, your health and wellness lifestyle enthusiast from Black Couture Health and Wellness Lifestyle. And this is my extended podcast on health and wellness dating. This season has just been doing a whole lot of soul searching on my end in terms of beliefs. And um, even though my testimony, I ended up doing a testimony on just being reminded to give back in life. I wanted to remind you guys um, about, I wanted to continue the conversation about beliefs. Mm. Now, if there's anything that you should take away from the first one is um, just search your heart and the only, and it's really complicated to search your heart, especially if you're not willing to break your narrative. So the one thing that made me feel like, especially maybe in my recovery and then seeing other people, you know, be, let's say quote unquote hypocrites, um, it made me realize that one of the key ways that you can maybe date differently, you know, work differently, just live in general differently is just take a moment to question and just say to yourself that everything that you believe in so far is questionable. And, you know, maybe 98% of those things is wrong. And not to say that, um, the things that you have done is wrong, but I, it's just a matter of opening yourself up to, um, the opportunity to hear a different narrative than your own. The other thing that I really do believe in, in the reason why I encourage us to maybe so search those narratives is because hurting people have this narrative that they've been hurt so many times. They've been betrayed so many times. And what you realize is, um, let's just say that spirit of abandonment, rejection, and loneliness, the, it'll, you will carry it with you in so many spaces in the works, in the workplace, uh, career wise with strangers, how you interact with strangers. Um, it's also even how you interact with cashiers. Let me give you an example. Like maybe I was, um, what you call this? Let's say cashiers give a bad customer service. The reason why you're stuck in that same cycle. So this cashier gives a bad customer service, just a horrible person. But let's say, for example, I've just been going through a season where it's a lot of hardship. Um, you're facing a lot of, um, you know, difficult conversations, difficult interactions with people. It's part, and it might be part of your. Um, it might be part of your job title, your manager, your supervisor, it's going to happen. Or you're a parent or you're in a relationship. One of your partners is going through a difficult space and you guys have been having a lot of friction because maybe this space you're not familiar with, you don't know it quite well. Um, so the, the coping, the, the love language that you guys have previously established is not working in this season. It's becoming really hard. So locking yourself in that cycle, let's say now you're facing this horrible um, cashier, just absolutely disrespectful. Um, and instead of just breaking free, breaking free, here's another person experiencing difficulties in their life. You snap back at them. Now, this is normal. I understand that because I do it. A lot of people do it. You can have moments where you'd be like, okay, this person is having a really tough day. You know, let me just 
keep quiet and do our thing. Sometimes you can snap and scream back at them. The reason why I would encourage to break that cycle is what if you consistently think that people need to, you know, because you face those difficulties, what if now you consistently write that narrative that people need to treat you well? Do they know who they're talking to? Um, and so you become you become the author and the writer of the do you know who you're talking to kind of thing. And so in some parts, I feel like um, I want to say that because in some parts, I feel like sometimes as women, we, we don't talk about this um, enough. And I think that meeting those men last year or two years ago where they were taking me, just, you know, having a conversation with me, giving me light that a lot of young men are abandoned. Um, we believe that young boys, they came up with, um, young boys, they came up with uh, all the tools necessary to, to run their lives. And so what that made me realize, then we have these conversations with my dad that move on later, that in society, we focus so much on women because we think that, oh my gosh, she's going to get pregnant. This is going to be just a hindrance, a burden, a financial burden. We can't have that financial burden. So let's micromanage the women. Um, and we do that actually in a lot of things. If you, um, I'll even, yeah, actually, let me say it. I'll even extend that even to some of the wellness, you know, wellness programs. We have this thing called prep where, um, so psychologically some men, the the husband thinks that just because his wife went to test for HIV, he doesn't have HIV. He has AIDS, okay? He has HIV. And we know the psychology. We still try to deal with them when we're still trying to let the, their vulnerability break down. But in the midst of letting their vulnerability break down, they created this thing called PrEP. So basically the woman takes it a few days before, let's say, uh, sleeping with the husband, right? Because that's your marital duties, whatever the case is. The issue with that is, um, isn't it the same as everything that we've been doing um, with contraceptives? There's no contra There's more contraceptives for women. We've been micromanaging women since the break of dawn. And sometimes, so now we're speaking to the cancer, the cancerous issue in our society that we're not raising our young men. But that also brings me back to, before we get into that gendered conversation, I just want to let you then know if we're not raising our young boys, my dad said this really amazing thing that made me realize that, you know, we're micromanaging girls because they get pregnant, but we don't manage young boys and young some young men kill. And that to me was a very vital and important thing to say in the sense that, um, let's say we look at the gender-based violence that we have. Women also erupt. You know, I erupted when people were pushing me and I told you, no, stop, stop. No one gave you the tools how to handle, let's say, you know, frictionless um, relationships. So you explode. A young boy explodes. So now imagine, this is, uh, when I had the conversation with my dad, it actually opened up such a, you know, uh, a big, and it actually called on me to look deep inside myself as well and to be understanding. Because I went down that path with realizing that young boys are abandoned so that I don't uh, talk to them with disrespect. You talking to me like this? I have to talk to them with the knowing that none of these boys were raised on how to talk to a woman. They were just raised by me. Some of them, you know, as the pastor her told me, 
were abandoned. They were in forests. So the wrong men, the wrong individuals picked them up and then picked them up and then taught them to beat women in the mornings. And then now, so I don't know this young, I don't know this man. Now this man is grown up and he's talking to me disrespectfully because he, he was used. He would get $200, you know, that's like 3,000 rand in his hand for beating a woman. And then now all of a sudden we, here, here I come with the idea as a woman, this is the truth, you know, that I, I will be spoken to nicely. You will say, hi, Sissy, how are you? I'm doing very well. No, he's not used to that. He, he didn't know that. He, in the morning they wake up, they beat a woman and then she, she knows her place. So now this guy, he comes disrespectfully. He's talking like he owns me. But I come with the perspective that, nigga, you, you are going to worship me. Hey, I had male friends that I was treated like a queen, honey. <laughs> so we clash. And not knowing the, the stark differences in our upbringing. So I get insulted. Who's this guy? Doesn't he not know, you know, who I am? And he gets insulted because doesn't she know? what I can do. You know what I mean? And so, um, I had a recent, uh, encounter with this one that, um, I felt like, cause I was about to bust, you know? And so my dad, the, my dad saying that young boys kill, I wish we raised our young boys because young boys kill. It reminded me there was a, there's a gentleman that has been frustrating me. He's been blasting 2am, 5am. I was ready to go and, um, the action that I was going to take, I wasn't going to go and confront him. But I'm sitting there also looking at the 200 messages, you know. And then it made me and being irritated by the 200 messages. Why is the, why does this person feel entitled to my phone, you know? Why do you feel entitled to blast my message? He doesn't understand a rejection. No, sir, I'm really not interested. Um, I just want to be focused in my career. You're not my type. That is... To me, a polite rejection. And it was not to him. He started springing over everywhere, screaming. He came over to my neighborhood, demanding. He was just taunting. He was being a taunting individual. The issue with that is, we're our both worlds in that danger. That's a dangerous space because now both our worlds were clashing in the sense that I was like, no, I know my rights. I'm going to go to the police. That individual, he sometimes will not care that the 200 times that he has called me um, was, a, was an annoyance, an intrusion of my space. Sometimes because these boys are not being raised, I go and react in that way. He will go and react angrily. So right now, all it's just you're speaking to the cancer. You're responding to the cancerous and bad way that we were, um, you know, one-sided viewpoint that we were raised. So in some ways, it actually did make me realize that even though, yes, okay, he's wrong, dead wrong, you're wrong, you know, for that behavior, it did make me feel like, but we are, they are still, you know, vast majority of young men who are being raised in that area, who cry and then are being um, scolded for crying, so then they become like that. So even, yes, we can respond to the cancerous upbringing the wrong upbringing and then the results of those upbringing we can respond to it through the sort of act the sexual misconduct act that was initiated finally here in this kingdom i do believe that we still need to as opposed to giving the micromanaging the women let's give these young men and empower them 
um, at their young age, at their teenage age. And I feel like, I feel that way, honestly speaking, the more I'm in this industry, the more I have sat here in the wellness and health and lifestyle blog, I realized that, and talking to, especially talking to the clients now, it's having those one-on-ones with individuals. I realize we are not doing enough, maybe on, on my, in my country, we're not, we still have a long way to go in terms of educating both the women and educating both the young men. So like I said in my last one, let's get rid of the frog baby because that's actually not society's biggest issue. Okay. It's raising our young boys. Um, yes, we're, they're going to still be with parents maybe who, um, you know, not perfect. You know, there are a lot of parents who emotionally abandon their kids, even if they were in the homes, whatever the case is. But then those programs, I would encourage them, um, even though I, that's what I would want to do. I maybe don't focus on young men as much. Maybe in the future, I would like to collaborate with someone. That's definitely something I'd like to do. But I would like to say that with those young men, let's reparent them. That's what it is. It's reparenting an individual to let go of their upbringing and reparenting an individual individual to catch them in high school and in primary school if they're vulnerable um, to being, let's say, running away into a forest. Because I live... My, the pastor, the forest is right here that he showed me. And to realize that, uh, you know, these things are happening right here, you know, in my foot. I just, we close our door, we close our fence. I come in through the gates. I'm surrounded by my dogs protected. Um, there's a lot going out there. People are having very densely nuanced and different lives. And so to me, I wanted to say today, even though we're talking about having the confidence in dating, I just want to last, lastly say that, the reason why it ties in the first place, learning to communicate your beliefs is because you are, let's say, for example, you have your own hurts and your own pains. But in a lot of instances, because of what I just said, um, how society thinks that little baby boys are just born with these tools. Let's just throw them onto the side. You know, um, you are going to be dating somebody who has a, and I didn't understand that, to be honest, let me be fair. When I was dating, I thought a lot of the guys wanted me to solve the emotional issues. And it was so, it was overwhelming because I hadn't dealt with my emotional issues. But I feel like in some sense, um, if you are going to date someone, just sometimes know that sometimes the men, in depending on your culture, where you are in this beautiful globe of ours, um, a lot of them are abandoned. And you're going to be speaking to somebody who has those feelings of abandonment. If you feel like that's something that you can emotionally um, handle as an individual and you have that self-awareness within yourself, you know, how your emotional and traumas trigger, that's something that I would say um, to, okay, wait, to be honest, that's the reason why I would say do not date so early. Just wait and pray onto your own emotional growth and strength. But at the same time, if you are, it's not like we will fully let go of these other things. So if you are going to date an individual, I do sometimes believe have a more self-awareness and patience to allow them to have, be imperfect. We think that men should be these perfect people. So the extreme one who maybe, you know, speaks to you unkindly the first time, just tell him politely, hey, listen, um, we grew up in different worlds. Let's be honest. You can't talk to me like that and see if the individual is willing to grow. The other one who was sending 200 blast messages. Yeah, you must toss that individual to the trash. Okay. Okay. No, that person can still be uh, advised. Go and talk to find an organization in your place 
go and talk to them and say, hey, I'm being frustrated by this person, especially if it's not yet violent or dangerous and you're not being put in a dangerous position. Uh, please, can you deal with this man? And then let him go for counseling. I think it's more important to try and if you cannot, um, you know, do it in a positive way, um, encourage the individual to go for counseling, get them connected to somebody who can counsel them and say, they've been irritating me. I just want this person. They've been intruding on my space. This is borderline now sexual harassment. Um, can you please get them? And yes, I understand that one is complicated because our society, um, the sexual misconduct was enacted like two seconds ago. So even sometimes um, the organizations, the organizations themselves that were not built per purposefully for this ones may not understand so go for those organizations that understand over here there's guakin Gua which is predominantly for men i think it's phenomenal go and talk to them they swagger as well go and talk to them if you are experiencing something like that um and then also for individuals if you're experiencing something like that and then again it also then came down to uh prayer i think a lot of the times um this one then made me realize that Maybe it's hard to pray for a husband or pray for your dating experience because dating and, you know, intimacy and then there's sex, it becomes like, oh, like a dirty word. Like, oh, that's a sin. Like God doesn't want, you know, you saying dirty words, you know? And I, um, so I would say, let go of maybe if you do have that opinion or idea about praying on a intimate, on the right intimacy, on the right dating person. Uh, right person to date and to marry if you are if you do have that conflict of belief i would encourage you just to work on that one just for the next few months or the year whatever however how long your wait is just to pray on it because at the end of the day you want to be able to pray on things that you're aware of let's say if god makes you aware of uh the awareness that men are abandoned pray that um pray that will allow you to pray on the healing and healing and recovery of the man that you want in your life or the partner that you want in your life, the healing and recovery, um, the, to be strengthened, to be renewed, their perspective in life to be renewed. Because as much as you want that one, let's say, for example, you are on this journey and you want that for yourself, that individual has not discovered it yet, meaning that um, you want to be paired with somebody that has been has a revival and renewal in their life, most likely, or a willingness to be open to that um, revival and renewness in their life. So, yes, don't want to go any further on that one. But if you do have any more questions on it, if you, you know, if you have a rebuttal, if I said something that you don't quite agree with, you want me to go more in depth, let's say like the prep thing, how we... Uh, my experience of what I saw in it, I I think it goes again to what I studied in international studies. The fact that we micromanage women, um, where's is the men? You know what I'm saying? So, but we were talking to the cancerous part of the, the the faulty part of our societies. By the time we are, you know, enacting all these sort of acts, these sexual misconduct acts, why um, instead of going from there when they're old and and maybe have had time where they were beating these women or whatever the case is, whatever journey these young men took. Um, let's start talking to them as kids. That's not something maybe I was just made aware of it so that I can be like, wow, you know, women scream. Yeah. Don't talk back to him. Like all these emotional uh, games. 
not realizing you are triggering somebody who's been abandoned, who cried, um, who cried to his parents and his parents never got back to him. And you know, I also had that maybe a story for another day, three young gentlemen where, you know, sometimes, you know, because I've, I've, I've been, that storyline has also been engraved in me. Sometimes when I want to just freak out because I'm tired of being patient, um, I would literally pause, maybe not even talk to them for the day. I'll come back and be like, Hey, listen, I'm so sorry. Um, I was really busy. I think I lie and say I'm busy, but sometimes it's the fact that I had to maybe stop myself from reacting, um, aggressively to a young man who's been abandoned. Um, only because maybe I was just frustrated with his behavior and frustrated by other external things that have nothing to do with him. And so then it calls for me again to ask for that level of more patience in life. If you're somebody like that, if you're realizing that taking on, taking on a man is not taking on some tool that you can just press, press, press here and make him talk to you the way that you want. Taking on a man is taking on a man with emotions. Um, and in a lot of cases, depending on your culture, the country, region, whatever the case is, um, taking, you're taking on an individual who may or may not have experienced love. And so coming with that, I encourage you just to have a different perspective in life. So let's get into this second podcast before I start talking deep, deep, just go deeper into that whole story. That one I haven't really fully, uh, what you call this, learned from. Only because I think I just got, I got tired. I was like, okay, I get it. Young men are abandoned. Um, and it's that that's not okay. So that's why I'm even saying, you know, I'm talking to myself here when I say, then pray on his healing and recovery. Because you never know who you end up with. You know what I'm saying? You never know if you end up with somebody who's abandoned. You want to pray for your own healing and recovery. But I encourage you to pray on that one. That's also part of the woman's role. You know, she manages the spiritualness of the home and the characterness of the home as well as just the daily basics of the home. So that one I definitely do believe in. We have different perspectives on that one. You can be running three businesses like myself, whatever the case is. But um, I still want to be a Proverbs 31 woman. And sometimes um, the weirdness in this journey was I was not anticipating Jesus to take me through this whole journey of uh, understanding young boys and uh, just maybe the frictions that they would have because of the clashes of our beliefs. Like I said in the beginning, I need to be treated like a queen and you never know where this individual grew up or was raised. So yeah, let's get into it. His, Let's get into it. Pause. Let's get into it. That one is a podcast for another day. I want to talk about today, knowing how, knowing what you want. Or how you want to be treated is the best advice. Let's go into it, guys. And as always, this post may have a may contain affiliate links for sure. If you buy something from one of these things, or if you endorse, um, I do get a small commission, but I only suggest items, pro items, products, and services that I would use. I believe in. I always try and research them because honestly, there's a whole lot. So. I always try and maybe give um, um, endorse products that I would also use myself. So I know you're thinking, wait, but in part one, you said not to pressure someone into dating the way I want. I know, right? And I just said, be aware that you might be dating an abandoned young boy or abandoned young man, a rejected man, a lonely man, a man frustrated and 
I'll leave that till later. Or we can have a further discussion for that for another time. Because I was just about to say something and haven't gotten into it just yet. But so let's go into it. This still stands today because I strongly believe many people enter a majority of situations in life with unrealistic expectations and dreams tangled up in emotions. And that could also be um, experiences. Like I said to you, I had the most amazing guy friends, but they pumped my ego. I felt like I was the queen of the world. Y'all don't even know. People could not, you could not touch me. I did not want to be touched by strangers, you know? So <laughs> that's a, that's a problem. You know, um, you become entitled in some sort of way. Other ways you can be entitled and is unrealistic. Like I said previously, this whole idea that you must, you, you believe you must be texted two hours a day. No, learn the person's love language. If you're not willing to have that openness and awareness, you are going to clash with the individual. Because like I just said, he's coming with his own life and own background. You never know um, where these young men are coming from. Older men, where any man's life journey has taken him, his home dynamics. And so unpacking those unrealistic expectations, untangling those emotions and dreams, um, this is what I've learned. Dreaming is fine. Trust me, honey, you can dream a whole lot. Okay. You can dream and pray as long as you pray onto those uh, dreams, honey. Like you want somebody who will talk to you freely, who will respect you, who will encourage you. That's fine. But having the unrealistic expectation that I only date men who text me 200 times a day when I go through difficult times, you need to be there for me. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about get rid of those ones. When I go through difficult times, you need to be there for me. You know what I realized is um, having a tragedy in 2018, it made me realize that people and, and my other friend was having a tragedy at the same time. If we never grew up, let's say, for instance, um, maybe balancing those relationships just from upbringing, maybe it's going to happen families are imperfect we have our own crazy in our family okay every family culture is different but when you go through a difficulty sometimes then it exposes the rawness of your relationship the dynamics of your relationship so if you set up yourself to date in the sense that i will be um the goddess the queen of the world honey you worship me it's going to be very hard and difficult when you're both having a lot of difficulties because he won't be able to maintain that one. And the worst part is if he finds somebody who fully allows him to have that emotion, cry, to, you know, express these emotions, let them go and, and, and recover, he will attach more to that individual. So it goes a long way in the sense that where were you... Where were you and who are you in a relationship? That's why it's all about you. All these next few articles about you, honey. We want to make sure that you have recovered so that you can empower the next person. Not sometimes through speech, sometimes through prayer and through the recognition of emotional boundaries, understanding people's emotional lang love languages. So I remember I went through this great tragedy, like I said to you, and this lesson was tough because I had to coach myself in the midst of that pain to realize that friends and families will go through hardships at the same time. 
And like I said to you, in the same household, we went through maybe one difficulty, but then one of us expresses it through anxiety. The other expresses it through an angry perfectionism. The other person uh, expresses it through silence. And um, everyone is entitled to their pain. However, healing will come with that understanding that everyone is entitled to his or her complicated emotions. And so also in those instances, sometimes that you realize that we need to have communicated maybe those difficulties that, ah, but this one, she's always perfectionist. Look at her, how she's scrubbing. No, sometimes let's break free of those, ah, those, but there she goes again, you know, always scrubbing the floor. Break away from that conversation at the moment and say to them, hey, what's happening? You are scrubbing with... Um, bleach more than usual, you know, uh, this black surface is not going to get white, honey. It's not supposed to even be white. So can we come down, you know? Um, oh, now can we come down? I'd like to, you know, hang out. Let's, let's pause for a second. What would you like to do? But in order for yourself, maybe to pause for a second and then do another thing that can maybe calm the person down, you have got to have known the person. And this to me is, quite an important thing because our daily lives get busy. We have um, projects going on. You have work things. You have school assignments. Even at work, you have work assignments and meetings and reports. You've got to answer this. You want to meet with your friend. Um, your friend is going through those issues. So it's very easy to get lost in your daily routine and forget about the importance of communicating and reestablishing um, that connection with an individual. The only way that you can understand that way is not forcing somebody to respond in the way that you, in the way that you dreamed, but allow them, excuse me, allow them to fully be themselves and communicate. And you can still communicate with them about those moments, especially if you see that this is the first deepest hardship that you felt or the first small hiccup that you felt in the relationship. I always encourage you guys to go through that. And I found it worth your while talking about it because everyone you meet is never the same in a given month or year. This is extremely important. Things will happen. The pandemic, let me tell you, it's not even the pandemic. Some individuals, you can sort of strong emotionally and spiritually thinking that, yes, I can conquer this. Heck yes, I've been here before. And, and then... Two years down the line, you're like, nah, man, this is this is too much, you know? And it could be just the fact that the environment, you a, a redundant routine, you haven't changed the routine a little bit, that can emotionally drain you. That drainage will influence maybe just your perception of where you, just your perception in the relationship and make you more hardened sometimes in one season, make you more fearful, make you give up. And so... The renewing, the pausing of your daily routine to really connect communication-wise allows you to see if there, oh, there's a change here today, you know. Usually this is how we talk, this is how we um, respond to each other, and then now today there's a new, oh, I'm meeting a whole new person. Who's this person? And so those moments are really quite crucial. You won't really know that, let's say, for example, if you don't know who you are and how you want to be treated. Number one, two, we all came we all grew up in different homes. Not everybody has the picture perfect home um, that sometimes we see in TV where there's a structure and how things are done, where the family connects. My favorite family is blackish. 
And oh my gosh, but not a lot of people grew up in that one. And especially, and you realize that in the workplace and outside strangers where they never grew up with a family. They didn't grow up with a dad coming home, a mom coming home. Those are really key, important things because then you see sometimes at home, the home is there or a family structure is there to teach a person even small things, mundane things like how to then behave around authority. That's not mundane. Oh my Lord Jesus. That's really important. How to behave around authority, right? So that's why um, respecting your parents first, uh, having that, that home family structure is important. But what if you did not have that? And so that opens up the space, let's say if you're a young adult, um, to, to have this yearning to want to connect to somebody because you, you didn't have it. You didn't have the home structure watching how systems are, um, are put in place at home so that you have a, just a general idea of systems being put in place in life. Somebody who's raised themselves, for instance, and that can lead to young teenagers dating, college people dating. And even let me tell you, you could be 50 and struggle with, um, what you want. And that's, that vulnerability can allow we can allow violence. So there's a quote over here or a fact over here that says one in three teenagers have experienced violence in a dating relationship. And it's not just teenagers. Anybody who has no emotional boundaries, self-worth, an idea of self-worth, they're very vulnerable to these issues. So a research conducted by the fact retriever, um, gave up with this one and this one grieves my heart so much because uh no one is ever supposed to be in an abusive relationship um like i said even though the young abandoned boys they 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 learn to beat women let's say for the instance of the the young pastor who um told me that this is where his life began um no one is supposed to make light of these issues and i encourage everybody to please contact local authority if you're a young individual and i think it's very important these things like swagger um working voter for young men um in your get to know these little small get to know these organizations within your country your location and your community so that you can maybe they can help you raise raise your confidence You say that you want to enter a relationship, you want to do this before you rush into those kind of things into dating. I definitely do encourage you to use those resources, use the wellness, just Google wellness resources or uplifting girl uh, programs. There's big sister, little sister, big brother, little brother. Those ones are all really important. Let's say in the United States, I know those ones, those ones are all really important because um, gaining the self-worth frees you from these moments where maybe you then go into a relationship. That yearning, that um, that yearning or that gap, the, that emotional gap that it was experienced, yes, might lead you into a seeking relationship, a relationship. But before you do that, I definitely do say um, go out there and get the resources just to learn about personal growth. Because through your personal growth, you realize that you cannot um, put a human where you feel empty. Um, you know, Christian-wise, that's that's where God was supposed to be in our space in terms of like Jesus Christ was meant to just fill those voids that we're experiencing in our lives. But if you have not experienced that one, I encourage you to seek both. Um, just go for definitely um, just to seek both the wellness organizations and find a, a local church, obviously, that you feel like will be able to communicate these 
um, issues and these moments of growth on your behalf. Now let's continue. One easy way to communicate that you are both experiencing a change in your relationship is, hey, I've noticed um, we're going through something serious and I feel like we're drifting from each other as opposed to coming together. I'd like us for I'd like us to explore how we can support each other in moments like this, but don't utter these words like an enchantment of some kind. You know what I mean? You don't like, yeah, it's gonna work today. No, people um work very differently. Before maybe I was aware of my anxiety, I would freak out. The moment you start talking about working together, <laughs> my brain is like going underwater. You know, like how it sounds like underwater. It's it does that, and then I'd never heard anything you just said. I'm just gonna go find a cave somewhere and just sit there, up until the panic attack happens. And so both of us have a lesson to learn. Maybe if you feel like this is somebody that you truly love. Um, have the patience to allow them to be aware of their own coping mechanisms. Pray on those coping it, that they reveal themselves that the that vulnerability and the way that they behave to an emotional trigger. Then maybe they can come for a more sustainable way of reacting. So that's why I say don't make it an enchantment. Don't be like, yeah, I said come closer together. And then you think that this person is going to work out, um, come back to you. No, sometimes the individual, it might shock them a little more, the panic, because um, maybe the fear of rejection again is much stronger than realizing that they're with somebody who actually wants to work with them and actually learn and understand them more. So give that individual time. But that also that individual, if you are that person who has anxiety and then your coping mechanism is to run hide um you know and then become project oriented um i definitely do say just take a break for a second breathe um remind yourself of god's promises remind yourself that you are healed and just learn to develop um like a journaling just write what's the source of this What's the source of my anxiety? I'm feeling like this. I want to escape. I want to run. I'm so angry. Oh my gosh, she knows me too much. Why do you feel anxious if people know you in a know you more intimately? You know, and then break down why you feel those ones are. Sometimes then you'll realize it's just the difficulties that you've been facing. And as opposed to dragging up 20 years of those difficulties, um, encourage yourself for the day. Take today. And release today. I think that's even much more important. Because the past is the past. What we want is the empowerment for today and tomorrow. And so part of that one is letting that, being that supportive, supporting reparenting yourself through those difficult uh, emotional times. So similar hardships can be communicated differently, as I've just said. Emotional seasons, the person's facing, again, like I said, it's always worth your while observing, you know, just how your friends are, just generally how you guys are. And as opposed to being like, ah, this person is always like that. If you care about them, they're your friend or your, and your, or your family, talk to them through it. Empower them through it. Um, don't make it a normal part of your tradition. Um, and that... And you know what? The best thing about that is uh, learning that um, that process with your family and friends. You will learn it. It'll make it much more easier with people that you are intimate with, like in your intimate relationships with. So then again, don't feel like part of life's purpose is learning how to free someone from solving your lo- from solving your loneliness, heartache, disappointments, 
but instead also rely more on Jesus. To me, this part is far greater human journey because to the starting freeing someone from the responsibility of solving your inner uh, issues or your inner emotions is part of also knowing yourself and knowing who God truly is. Um, maybe one of the complexities is also then putting trusting Jesus Christ, knowing His character. But the only way you can trust Him is by knowing His character. One of the key things that I've been doing, what that I actually started doing to reverse maybe my coping mechanisms, sorry, is to just recite the names of God. I think then I was reminded that um, things are not going to fall apart. There's nothing like that. Um, I'm actually strengthened in Jesus Christ. So then speaking, speaking onto those things. And also for yourself, if you feel like things are falling apart in those intimate relationships, you can translate them into any area of your life. Just taking the break, freeing that human from solving your issues. But that also comes with knowing why you place so much on a human being. If you know why you place so much on a human being, transfer that to God by just reminding yourself of his names, reminding yourself of the qualities, the characters and qualities of Jesus Christ. And then through that, you'll be able to just slowly but surely just free an individual so that free an individual and free your ideas and allow yourselves, both of yourselves, just to learn and enjoy this experience that you've decided to go on. And that is dating an individual, finding a partner, finding a life partner that you want to enjoy this earth with. So the first thing, let's talk about texting because that's part of communication, right? And I still think that, you know, the way that somebody talks to you is so important. You know, sometimes we think that person who talks to you 200 times, even if it's sweet, it's actually not respecting your emotional boundaries. They think that they own your whole life. And if you're somebody who... You know, I've met so many, oh my gosh, I've met so many humble women and I feel like I'm not the humble one. I'm always like, no, what, what, you know, and, but they don't, and I feel like, okay, maybe we could learn from each other. I could have a softer tone maybe, and they, you know, could learn to set some boundaries. You know, the, here's a, here's a boundary here. And the sense that if somebody's abusive to you, they're screaming, they're panicking, their coping mechanism is to call you, baby, I'm, I'm not in a good place right now. Can you please come over to my place right now? I need you to come over right now. Um, the hardest thing that I feel like you should do in that moment, especially if you're humble, but I have so many humble friends and so many humble clients, just women who were timid, whereas I feel like we need a boundary. Um, you can say, um, Go there and be there for them the first time, but also start to cut the cord. You must learn to empower them. The reason why I encourage you to do this is because you are allowing them to stay. Um, you are allowing them to use it as a crutch. They are not going to grow if they continuously going to cry at 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh my goodness, I need you right now. I need you right now. I just had a bad day. And then when you go there, you find out it was just like they had a bad moment with the cashier. Um, the reason why they, maybe the dynamics, wherever they grew up, there was no personal and emotional boundaries. You need those boundaries because that individual is going to, um, in a, in a non-harmful way, they don't know or they don't respect your boundaries. So that's why it's also important. Know how you want to be treated. 
But know how you want to be treated. You also have to know that, do I have boundaries? Is it always easy for me to jump whenever somebody tells me to jump? And why? So in those instances, I would encourage you to say, hey, listen, you know what? Uh, Unfortunately, I can't come to you. Because then you find them borrowing, especially if you're going to go to your neighbor's house and borrow money. Just say, no, I can't come to you, but I'm with you on the phone. I can just, I just want you to calm and breathe. Just breathe for a moment. Um, and everything is going to, and I also want you to go and look for counseling. It's very, the reason why I say that is because you were not supposed to handle, these are big explosive emotions. And for an individual, let's say if you are not fully trained in counseling someone, you're not realizing that you are looping each other into a very toxic relationship and entangling each other, you know. And strangling each other in a very toxic relationship. So encourage them to calm down, breathe. Encourage them from that distance so that they can learn to empower themselves. But also then begin telling them that they need to go for counseling. This is okay if it's a friend or a relationship uh, family member. But I feel like if now you're tempering towards, um, let's say, intimate relationship, it's extremely important to then advise them, hey, um, I want to be there for you. However, I'm not equipped in this area. I would like for you to go for counseling. I can come and sit with you. You can do something that you guys do together. Just sit and go for a walk. Just sit and do whatever. But if they call you in the middle of your workplace crying like that, call you whilst you've got a big me, call you, you know, and there's no boundary to when they stop relying on you emotionally in that extent. Just know that that is an unhealthy emotional bounce somebody must not make you a god somebody must not make you somebody must not act as though your life there's nothing happening in your life you just sit there the whole day waiting to go save somebody no they are services counselors and counselors and pastors that have been training to assist, I encourage you to be that individual. Encourage them to go for that healing. Because like I just said, the anxiety transfers. And maybe emotionally, you might think that you are you might think that you are capable of this one. But then sometimes at the same time it hurts the two of you because that's not what you were that's not what you were born to be doing. You were born to be doing um you are born to connect with each other emotionally, yes, but also have those healthy boundaries. So you want both of you to learn how to have those healthy boundaries. I think that was the first one for me. And you can just go through my blog. My blog, we go through it a lot. I go through it a lot where I talk about, you know, it's this was normal. It maybe happened. You know, the structures at home, they're not always going to be perfect. You find that um, there was no such thing as emotional boundaries. If you are a big family, everybody was, you know, three siblings in a room, whatever the case is, it's going to be kind of weird to then talk about emotional boundaries. I mean, what the heck is that in the first place? But now when you're establishing a relationship, that means you have to maybe go through more of these kind of awarenesses so that you make sure you have a healthier relationship with an individual as opposed to an unhealthy relationship with an individual. Because when you don't know about these ones, you will not be more aware i'd also want to encourage you guys just head over to my blog and go and read first corinthians 13 about love the quiet journeys through love 
Um, love is patient and love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful, proud or rude. And so that one is the more clear one. The yelling is more clear evidence one. But the emotional ones where somebody is crying for you to come and chase after them, those ones are not there. And the other resource that I have for you guys on my blog that I encourage you also to go and check out is actually the blog. Um, I have a Pinterest board that is dedicated to wellness, to love relationships and friendships. This one's go through. I have like really cool ones like um, how to identify if you have personal boundaries or not. Um, be introspective with yourself. Do you jump up immediately when somebody is screaming or crying? Is it healthy or is it not healthy? The other, the reason why I also say is it healthy or unhealthy is because then you, um, when you are loved properly, when you meet somebody who gives you emotional boundaries, let me tell you something. If you are used to friends even or family that cry, where are you right now? No, you, you, please, you have to come and help me first. If you're used to that, let's say now you date someone who um respects your boundaries and in turn assumes that you respect his boundaries um they are busy for that week they have a whole lot of um maybe their schedule a lot of meetings a lot of reports to do you might not feel like that this person loves you because to be honest you are not used to this kind of love you're not used to having a respect of boundaries a respect of self so when they like, oh yeah, okay, so I'll call you. When are you free to call? Even that's going to be very weird. You're going to be frustrated because the truth of the matter is you're probably used to somebody who screams and tells you when you're going to be called, when they are going to call you, when you should call them, when you should jump up, when you should start running into that direction. And so not having... um you might miss the chance of he's he, he's not committed hey he doesn't even like me he he's just normal you might miss that because of what you're used to so i really want to encourage you for this post that i um re- wrote on knowing what you want it was mainly that knowing what you want is also knowing how everybody else treats you do you have those boundaries so definitely go over to my pinterest board and check out it's on my blog post i linked it on there if you want to just go through those resources just to learn how to have those boundaries we go over it as well in personal development board you go and see okay so maybe you don't have those boundaries learn about those boundaries first because you know what's the most refreshing thing is when you look at the dating world in that healthier perspective. Hey, this person really respects my time. He really loves and values my time. Um, and then you even take it healthily or happily when somebody says, oh, 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 hey, you're like, hey, listen, sorry, I'm really busy. And they say, okay, no problem. Enjoy your work and uh, we'll chat soon. Let me tell you, sometimes if you're not, if you're used to chaotic relationships, that is the biggest insulting thing somebody can say to you is, <laughs> okay, go uh, have fun at work. You'll be like, what? Nobody talks to me like that. They usually run after and chase after me. So you've got to break free from that narrative in the sense that that was not normal. You know, the somebody who says to you that, okay, enjoy your work. And they're saying it in a healthier way, not a manipulative way. That's the person that you should be seeking after. So, yes, thank you so much 
for listening to this podcast episode. If you have any further information, uh, questions or commentary, if there's something you don't agree with, you want me to go further into detail with, please do hit me up on my blog, comment on my blog posts, whichever blog post you want to comment on, comment on there and let me know. And I'll be so happy to help you guys out. And if you want any more further resources, um, they are right on my blog post. And I'm lastly, this is the birthday month and we're rolling it over into june i will be releasing a health and wellness meal prepping checklist free on my google drive i'll be sending that link over quite soon so definitely do visit my blog post because i will have all those freebies out for you guys if you're running a project i have a meal prepping this is what you should eat for that people love coming to ask me for that one and i found myself rewriting rewriting again and again and i said you know what I'm going to just sit one weekend. I sat one weekend and I wrote, these are the really nice things to eat. If you want productivity, if you feel stressful, if you just want to glow, your skin is a little looking a little bit dead, you know, and you want to boost that, bring back that glow. Um, these are the foods that you can eat. I have that one. It's going to be free to everybody so that, you know, you can continue to ask me these things. But it is free for you, honey. Go and look at what you want to build muscle, lose muscle, Balance your hormones, gut, whatever the case is. I have a whole bunch of checklists on there. Use them at your free will. Download them. Share them with your friends and family. And I'll see you guys the next time.